Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's a huge new development. Again, it's not rocket science. Back to more of The Other Side of the Glass. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now... If Colorado scores on this drive and they get seven, we got ourselves a shootout. It's not official until Colorado gets another touchdown because right now it's 48-27 to with a minute gone by in the fourth quarter. So plenty of time left in this game, and Colorado won't go away. They won't lie down. Maybe all that messaging and all the hate after getting blown out by Oregon really, really got to them. Or... Maybe USC's defense just sucks, and I think that it could be a combination of the two. So this is exciting. And again, Caleb Williams, John Fricky, Abe Gordon, Garrett Chapman, if you're listening, 28 of 35, 374 yards, and six touchdowns, and you're telling me he's not the Heisman favorite. Get out of here with that nonsense. He's going to be the first player since, I believe, Archie Griffin to win two Heisman trophies back to back. So we'll keep an eye on this one. If it gets any more interesting, I'll let you know because I I have this one on the TV. Now I am locked in. Again, 48-27, Colorado is driving on the 20-yard line, and they are looking to make this an old-fashioned shootout. And I'll let you guys know. But for right now, hey, Dom, let's get to five Falcons true false questions. It's time for five true or false questions on the other side of the glass. Which teams in the ATL will thrive? Which teams will make you scratch your head? On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Well, I said I'd let you know. And uh, (laughs) why don't I just let you know right now that Colorado has scored. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this one's being reviewed or not. It looked looked like a clean catch in the back of the end zone. Yeah, that's a catch. Yeah, they might be taking a look at it. But right now, if this stands, man, what a fourth quarter we should see coming up here in Boulder. All right, Dom, we got to get some Falcons talk in here. Just had our buddy Joe mm-hmm. Patrick on. We took a bunch of phone calls. People are fired up about this team one way or the other. So what you got? All right. So how about how, how is this for a segue? They're catching touchdowns in Colorado. However, one player on this team that has not caught a lot of touchdowns is Kyle Pitts. So my question to you is there have been some rumors that Dallas is interested in Kyle Pitts, oh, stuff boy. like that. My question to you, true or false, the Falcons should at the very least be taking calls 
about Kyle Pitts. False. No, 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 no. You invested far too much in him, and he is far too talented to give, quote-unquote, give him away because you're not getting a fourth overall pick back for him. You're not getting an eighth overall pick back for him. You're not getting a pick consummate to where they took London, Pitts, Bijan, the dynamic trio that's supposed to shape this Falcons offense for the next decade. You can't. You can't. You have to let him work out whatever's going on. Now, I heard an interesting theory the other day. I forget who said it. I think it might have been Carl. That, you know, the, the year after Acuna had the surgery, he played. Yeah. But he clearly wasn't. The same guy. Yeah. The same mm-hmm. yet. And then we see this year, now he's you know had one of the best seasons in baseball history. So that may be where Pitts is at right now. And if nothing else, it was clearly evident something went on last week when there was a miscommunication and he, he should have had a runaway touchdown and that ball just never made it into his hands from whether it was him pulling up lame or whether it was a miscommunication about the play and the route or he just didn't see the ball. But no, you can't. You can't let. Even, you can't even think about it yet. If you ever do want to move on from him, it needs to be after a season like his rookie season, but with more touchdowns. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Next question here. Um, it's something that we've kind of touched on a little bit already with Desmond Ritter. My question to you: True or false? We've seen enough of a sample size to know Desmond Ritter isn't the guy. No, false. Because again, like I said to start the show, you need at least. I'd say two or three more games where he plays like abysmally like he has in two out of the three games this year. If you get two more games, if if he does that again in Jacksonville and then against Houston and you're going into that Washington game, that's the make or break game for me. And if he doesn't look good again, then you need to consider putting Heineke in. But I'm going to give him a couple more weeks to try to figure things out. And also for the offensive line to figure out whatever the heck is going on with itself, because as we talked about with Joe Patrick, the right side of the offensive line has just been it's been yeah. brutal. Yeah, the offensive line as a whole hasn't been great, but the offense, the right side of the offensive line has just not been anywhere close to where it needs to be. So you can't operate professionally if you're you know you're running for your life on almost every play. But at the same time, like we talked about in the first hour. If that's what it's going to be, then you got to have the best guy back there that can handle that. And Heineke's shown with his ability to escape the pocket and just a little more savviness when it comes from experience of playing the position that he might be better equipped to handle it. And that's and this is something I said on Thursday that I haven't said today. If you need to make the move and Ritter can't handle it, that means he's not the guy anyway. So that's where I'm at with that. If you if you have to put him on the bench for a little bit this season, but you still have faith that it could be worked out long term, but he can't handle that, then he's just not the guy anyway. That, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, another thing. I'm going back to the well here. This is actually a question I've asked you a few times before. Um, but true or false, it's time for the Falcons to get an edge rusher. Trade for someone, do something. You cannot continue to let this defensive line trot out there and not get after the quarterback. Well, it's interesting. I'm going to say true, but this was supposed to be fixed. Like, this <laughs> this group that's out there, Onyemata, Grady, Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, Arnold Debicady, those are the guys that are supposed to be out there that are 
making the difference and not having mm-hmm. another season where you finish with 18 sacks total as a team. Yeah. So it's a little bit confounding as to why the numbers aren't just a little bit better. As Joe Patrick said, losing Troy Anderson's not going to help in that department. He did have a sack this season. But still, Troy Anderson's not a sack guy necessarily. I know Caden Ellis had seven last year, career high for him, but those aren't the guys you're you're counting on to get sacks for your team. Those are the edge guys. Those are the Micah Parsons of the world. That's what Calais Campbell has been for his career. I don't expect 10 sacks from Calais Campbell this year. You know, if he gets three or four, I think that'd be nice, but I don't think anyone's expecting that. Um, but yeah, this is a problem. Now the interesting thing is what do they do with that money that they just got from restructuring Jake Steele? Hmm. I don't know. There's a couple of guys that are out there, and there's a couple of teams that have guys that don't want to be there, like a Danielle Hunter out in Minnesota. He's the one that comes to mind yeah, for me. Yeah, and that guy would be the difference maker on your D. De- you, you replace him with Bud Dupree, that's, that's, that's looking a lot yeah, better than it is than it better. is right now. Not that Bud Dupree's a bad player, but if he becomes more of a role player and coming off the bench and you have Danielle Hunter out there starting games for you, now that's what I'm talking about. But yeah. we don't know what that move – we don't know what they're going to do with that move. All righty. We've, we've had three questions of kind of negative, so let's, let's get to a positive here. Uh, true or false, Jesse Bates has been the most impressive Falcon this season. Oh, hands down. Right now he's in the case for defensive MVP. I mean, I mean that's – yeah. if he plays at this clip for the entire season, I mean, forget it. He's a ball hawk. He's a leader. He's involved on almost every play. If you look at the scrums, he's always around the ball. He's been worth every penny so far. So as long as he doesn't get hurt and keeps up this pace, which is, I mean, he does. I don't actually think he needs to keep up this pace because then he'd have, <laughs> That'd be absurd. Then he'd have like twenty-five interceptions yeah. on the season, yeah. which is just not going to happen. So, but he would be. He was. He is in a position to be the Falcons' best player on defense this season, and that's no knock against the Grady Jarrett's of the world. But he's just come mm-hmm. in and been on fire from the shoot and. You know, as long as, like I said, as long as he's healthy and as long as he's out there and doing what he's doing, I have no qualms about saying that not only was he worth every penny, but he could become the best player on your defense. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's a damn good player. Yep. You paid him. You paid him as if he was the best safety in the league thus far this season. He has been that. He has been that. All righty. Last question. Let's have a little bit of fun. So. I, you know, listening like you do, you know, you were listening earlier. I listened throughout the week going to work and stuff like that. And I heard uh, the morning shift was having a little bit of fun with Bo Morgan because of his uh, little Louis Vuitton bag. And he's posting pictures in London with him talking about he's wearing aviators. My question to you, true or false, Bo Morgan is having more fun on the London trip than the Falcons players. Bo Morgan, I can't even get his name out of my mouth because it's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> is having a renaissance right now. He's a yes. renaissance man <laughs> with a renaissance plan in uh, in London right now. Um, I think he's having a blast. We actually had him on the show yesterday, and he seemed like he and Arch, they uh, were two men about town the other yeah. day, walking around, <laughs> seeing all the sights and sounds. And I listen, good for him, man. I will say this about Bo. I, I Obviously, I know him very, very well. We spent two years in the trenches together in that studio you're sitting in right now doing Dukes and Bell, and he's earned it, and I, and I love it for him. Go out there, talk your bleep, do your thing, 
Am I going to sit here and say that I take him seriously with <laughs> Louie and Aviator Shades on? No. It's, a, but, it, it's but, a different look. But damn, go out there and do it, Bo. Go yeah, out man. there and have fun and talk your talk and do your thing because, you know, you spent a long time in this industry trying to get to where you are right now as a broadcaster and a host and an APD and executive producer of the Falcons Radio Network. So if you want to peacock a little bit, my friend. A little bit, yeah, well, man. You know what? There's there's nothing wrong with that. I, again, I don't know to what degree it'll come <laughs> off that way. But you, listen, if you want to do it, my friend, you do whatever the heck you want to do. So, Bo, more power to you, man. Yeah. Strut your stuff. You know, they, they always say money doesn't change you. It just makes you more of who you already are. So I guess maybe we're starting to see a little bit more of who Bo is. Yeah, he's uh, – Flushing out those feathers a little bit <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the peacock walk. All right, Dom, good job. We'll, of course, have a producer six-pack coming up later in the show, my favorite segment and yours. But when we get back, we haven't talked to any Braves yet on this show, and they've had a historic week. We'll break it down with one of my buddies, Danny Vietti, from CBS MLB and the Believe Podcast Network. So don't go anywhere. Talking Acuna for life and Matt Olson next. Sports Radio 99 The Game, Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Show. Please say this is not a joke. No, back with more of the other side of the glass. All right, I get it. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We got ourselves a game out in Colorado, 48-34 with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. This one got interesting. It was a blowout until it wasn't. Keep you updated on that as well as the dogs getting underway the game in Auburn coming up, kickoff in about uh, a little under 10 minutes from now. We'll let you know how that game unfolds as well. But right now, we got to talk some baseball because the Braves are the best team, and it's not close. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in our buddy Danny Vietti from the Believe Podcast Network as well as CBS Sports. Danny, how are you? Uh, it's playoff baseball time, baby. It's a good time to be alive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's start here in Atlanta because we got a lot to discuss. In your mind, as somebody who covers the game from a national perspective, is there any doubt 
in your mind that Ronald Acuna Jr. is not the MVP? Because for us here in Atlanta, it's an open and shut case, but I know some of the national media brethren out there, Danny, have been trying to stick up for Mookie Betts and other guys, and uh, we don't we don't take kindly to that around here. <laughs> nah, it's pretty much chalk at this point. Uh, first player ever, 40-50. First player ever, 40-60, 40-70. Um, that alone is going to give him the edge over Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and even his teammate in Matt Olson. Um, the numbers are way too impossible to ignore at this point. Um, his strong month here in September really put him over the top of especially Mookie. Um, it's one of the most remarkable seasons we've seen in recent history. His combination of speed and power, we've never seen it um, at this level. So I think at this point, it's a foregone conclusion. Acuna is going to be your 2023 National League Most Valuable Player. You mentioned Matt Olson. The first couple of years in Atlanta have been nothing short of spectacular as well. Do you think that'll go down as one of the more underrated signings of the last, you know, 10, 15 seasons? Well, Matt Olson was a great player in Oakland before they acquired him. So uh, it, it was kind of one of those cases where you have a great player in Oakland. Oakland doesn't get a lot of media attention because they're one of those so-called small market teams. And you look at the numbers, and the numbers look good, but nobody really knows exactly what you're going to get, at least from a fan perspective. Me being over here on the West Coast, I was able to see Matt Olson on a day-to-day basis. I was able to see his defensive metrics in the Coliseum. I was able to see his power on display. And, I mean, Matt Olson's one of the better power hitters in baseball in today's game. So, it's another great deal by Alex Anthopoulos, another great deal for a younger player that he was able to lock up for another six or seven years. I forget how long that extension is. Um, it's, it's a deal, too, that had a lot of pressure onto it, of course, because it came at the expense of Freddie Freeman going to Los Angeles. And so Matt Olson had a lot of pressure on his shoulders to fill the shoes of a franchise icon and Freddie Freeman. And I think he's done at this point everything that he could have done to fill those shoes. And, uh, I mean, put yourself into the MVP conversation, your second year with the team, you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, he is locked up with the Braves through 2030, so lots more of him in an Atlanta uniform. Talking all things MLB with our buddy Danny Vietti from the Believe Network as well as CBS Sports. All right, Danny, for the Braves, in my opinion, the team they don't want to see is the Philadelphia Phillies. They got their number last year. It just seems to be a bad matchup against them. What team do you think the Braves should be most concerned about in the National League? I mean, right now, the two betting fav- favorites, excuse me, are Dodgers, Braves. And they should be the favorites of the, of the two best teams, not just in the National League, but uh, across Major League Baseball. The Braves against Philadelphia this year, that said, uh, the Braves were 8-5 and five against Philly, which is pretty darn good. Against the Dodgers, they were 4-3. and three. And so they've done pretty well against stiff competition the Braves have. Um, I think they match up better with the Dodgers at this point in time better than they do Philadelphia. The reason being is that the Braves and the Dodgers are both forces on the offensive side of, uh, side of things. However, both teams have a hole right now, pitching staff-wise. Both teams have starting rotations that are a bit crippled heading into the postseason. The Braves with Max Freed dealing with his blister issue and then Charlie Morton just recently going on the IL. Those are two absolute guys that you need to go on a postseason run. Similarly, in Los Angeles, they lost Julio Arias due to his legal issues. 
Um, they've lost uh, Dustin May. They've lost Tony Gonsolin. Their rotation has been hit hard by the injury bug all season long. And so the Dodgers right now are relying on a 35-year-old Clayton Kershaw, who in his postseason experience has not always been seamless. So both teams are very similar, strong offensive lineups, a hole in the pitching rotation. And I think the Braves' offensive lineup gives them a little bit of the edge over the Dodgers. Whereas you face Philadelphia, they have three really good starters in their rotation that are healthy and Wheeler and Nola that are at Ranger Suarez. They have a rotation that I think at this point in time, health-wise and just talent-wise, who's on the field, I think Philadelphia has the edge pitching-wise. And what we've seen in the postseason in recent years, pitching and defense is what ends up getting the edge. Now, in the American League, Danny, it's uh, the Orioles having an amazing season. Tampa right behind their tails. They've been you know, a perennial playoff team for you know the better part of the last decade now. The West has been really interesting. What do you see winding up out there in terms of the American League? Seattle's going to make things interesting. I mean, the last couple of games have been exciting, and uh, Seattle's at home, which makes it even that much more uh, of a bigger deal, and they have all the momentum right now. But the problem is is that they're still a game behind in the American League West so and in the wild card race. So um, it's going to come down to the final game, I think, you know, at Texas versus Seattle in Seattle. And I think it's uh, it, there's a series down in Arizona in the high desert right now between Houston and Arizona that has a lot riding on it too because Houston has to win these games to try and get into the, the wild card or division. And then Arizona does not have their postseason spot locked up either. They are a half game up on Miami in the, in the wild card race, and they're a game and a half up on the Cubs in Cincinnati. So we're coming up on Saturday, Sunday here, the final day of the regular season, and there's still a lot riding on these games. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch, and I'm just kind of going to be a fan to sit back and kind of experience it all because uh, this is what you look forward to as a baseball fan. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, mentioned the Orioles briefly there. What do you think about their chances in the playoffs with the amount that they're counting on players with little to no postseason experience? The biggest concern for me with Baltimore isn't necessarily the experience because it matters. Don't get me wrong. Like postseason experience, big moments, it absolutely matters. Um, But we've seen teams in the past, such as the 2019 Nationals and even the, even the Braves in 21, it's not like they were just full of guys with tons and decades long of postseason experience necessarily. Um, and so I, I do think young teams have shown that they're able to hoist a trophy. My big concern with Baltimore is the health of Felix Batista, who is unarguably their most dominant pitcher in their closer. He's trying to pitch on a damaged UCL. The difficulty in that is – uh, the the same I would compare it to playing on like a fractured leg in the NFL. Like you're pitching with a wounded arm, um, and he's been their horse in, in the back of that bullpen. That that really concerns me because when you try to fill a void of a guy like that, now you have moving parts in the bullpen, and now you're trying to get more innings out of your starting rotation too because you don't have as much trust in the bullpen. So my concern with Baltimore, not that I'm saying they don't have a chance by any means. I mean, they are the number one seed for a reason. But my biggest concern with Baltimore is the health of Felix Felix Batista and the trickle-down effect from there. Now, three teams that are not in it are the three highest teams with the three highest payrolls in New York Yankees, New York Mets, and San Diego Padres. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the sport, in your opinion? 
Yeah, I think that was honestly a good segue from Baltimore to the three highest payrolls because I love the story of Baltimore. I love their team. I love their players. They have franchise uh, players. They, ha- they have faces of the league type players and Adley and Gunner and uh, uh, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, they have studs. Now, with that said, I find myself from a business perspective rooting against Baltimore this year because if you have a team like Baltimore who has the third lowest payroll in Major League Baseball, now you're incentivizing owners to spend less on a roster. If Baltimore ends up winning the World Series, owners are going to look to Baltimore and look at their blueprint, and they're going to say, well, shoot, we can win a World Series with a $70 million payroll, and the Padres, Yankees, and Mets had the three highest payrolls, and they didn't even sniff the playoffs. So what are owners going to be more incentivized to do? Spend less money. And so I think it's a bad omen for the league if that does come to fruition. So I kind of find myself rooting against Baltimore. Not that I necessarily root for high payroll teams, but you'd like to see the organizations that are at least trying to field a good product and trying to spend money on a roster uh, kind of be at the top at the end of the season. Can't talk about money in baseball without talking about the potentially $400 million man, of course, Shohei Otani. At this point, I think it's become so much of a crapshoot that that I've even stopped, Danny. I don't know about you. I haven't even seen rumors or innuendo or anything of late because I think I think frankly nobody knows. That's exactly right. Nobody knows. And Jeff Passan was on a podcast with Jared Kravis the other day and mentioned a handful of teams that are in consideration. And Jeff's one of the more highly respected reporters in this league. And I, I think Jeff would would even admit like he, there's a handful of teams because nobody thinks that there's a favorite at this point. I tend to think he still wants to be on the West coast just because of his signing process. When he first came over with Japan, he wasn't really taking calls from East coast teams. But at this point in time, after these four or five years in, in LA, um, this guy just wants to win. And so maybe that does open it up for teams like, um, the the Mets or the the Phillies, like the winning teams out on the East Coast. Um, I tend, again, I, I tend to lean towards the West Coast teams. Uh, it's closer to home for him. That's where he wanted to be coming over from Japan. Seattle is going to be in it. San Francisco, with the firing of Gabe Kapler, I tend to think that San Francisco is setting themselves for a major run at Otani and just basically calling Otani uh, excuse me, and saying, here's a blank check. Now tell us who you want as your manager, and let's get the ball rolling. Last one before I let you go, Danny, as we're wrapping up with Danny Vietti here, Believe Network and CBS Sports, check out his stuff. Um, his teammate, Mike Trout, uh, for the first time that I can ever remember, really got emotional this week when talking about his injuries and breaking down and constantly being unavailable for his team. And then we did hear rumors that potentially, if the price is right, he could be on the move. What do you think his future is? very tough when you are talking about a 31-year-old who is coming off of back-to-back injury-prone seasons and a guy that is on a $400 million contract. That's going to scare away some teams. With that being said, if the Angels are willing to eat some of that contract, I think there's a deal to be made. Now the question becomes, does Mike Trout want to leave? He has shown unrivaled loyalty to that franchise ever since being drafted by them. Back in, uh, I think it was 2009, 2008. And he's been with the club for um, 15 years now. And so this is a guy that is loyal to the Angels, has been loyal to the Angels. He's never asked 
for a trade. Now he's coming up on the second half of his career, and you know the timer is starting to tick down. And so all indications are is that he should ask for a trade or, or, or ask the organization to at least look for a trade, but it's still a wonderance of whether that's what he wants and whether that's what the team wants to do, especially with the Angels potentially selling the team. There's a lot. It's very convoluted. I do think there is a deal to be done, but there's a lot of moving parts here. All right, Danny, appreciate the time. Enjoy the postseason. We'll talk to you again as the World Series takes shape, and uh, hopefully our Atlanta Braves will be in this thing. Danny, appreciate the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is Danny Vietti. Check him out. CBS Sports, MLB, and the Believe Podcast Network. All right, when we get back, I'll update you on Colorado and USC. Man, I did not see this game going this way. It is really something else right now. All right, when we get back, I'll update you on that, as well as we're going to do an NFL sound check. And here's my question for you. Is it okay to root for him now? I don't know if I've made up my mind yet. Dom and I will break that down next. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to Chris. This is the other side of the glass. (laughs) (laughs) On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Man, oh man, we got ourselves a ball game. Minute 43 left in the fourth quarter. 48-41 after Colorado scores again. USC up 48-41 with a minute 43 left to play. Here are the stats of the two quarterbacks from this game. Defense, nowhere to be found. Caleb Williams, Mr. Heisman, Garrett, Fricky, Abe. 30 of 40 for 403 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. Shadur Sanders having himself a day as well. 30 of 45, 371, four touchdowns, and an interception. I mean, man. We'll see. I mean, I don't think there's much hope, if any, um, for Colorado at this point, but we will uh, we'll see what happens. Um, we got to get to some NFL. Because I have a question. And Dom, first, let's hear from the man that I'm talking about. And that, of course, is Deshaun Watson. I want him to do well to the extent of the football player. To the extent of he's a really good player when he's right. And the league is better when he's leading a team, as we saw in Houston. But it's conflicting, right? Because we know what's alleged to have happened off the field and how he handled it and everything that's gone on. But now that's sort of gone in the back burner. That's sort of gone by the wayside. And it's now up to each and every individual NFL fan and Browns fan 
how they feel about Deshaun. Right now it's easy because he's playing like crap. But if he starts to play, his last game was better. But if he starts to play like he did, you know, when he was an MVP candidate, the question's going to come back up. So let's hear from Deshaun talking about the highs and lows. Every week is different. It's ups and downs and flows of of this business, and uh, that's the NFL. And we just got to ride with it and, and take it as it comes. So, um, you know, I can't make sure I can't be down too low. I can't be too high after this game. I got to be balanced, and I got to watch the tape. And once we, you know, come in tomorrow, we flush this W, and uh, we got to get ready for Baltimore. Yeah, and I think, ironically, that's also how a lot of people are looking at him and it's just tough because he, the player, and he, the man, you know, it's sort of like when you talk about musical artists or actors and actresses that you love what they do on the screen or, you know, the songs that they have, but can you root for them because of some things they've been alleged to do or confirmed to have done in their careers? And I think that's where Deshaun Watson is going to be for a long time because, you know, they're not going to forget. And by they, I mean the fans and the alleged victims and their families and, you know, people people don't allow you to have a full second act when you're accused of the things that he's been accused of. That's usually a deal breaker. That's usually something that isn't allowed to be, you know, cleaned off your resume with, you know, what was that stuff, Dom, with the, the white, you know, where you put it over something. Oh, on yeah, whiteout. Whiteout. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So you can't you can't use whiteout on Deshaun Watson's resume. That's that's just not going to work. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays for the rest of this season if he starts to play better and for the rest of his career because he's not going anywhere anytime soon. They owe him whatever it is, $250 million guaranteed. So he's going to be playing in the NFL. But, again, it's up to the individual fan to determine how they feel and if they're able to root for him, especially if you're a Browns fan. By the way, we do have a final. I was hoping it would be a little more interesting. USC does hold on, 48-41. But as Dom and I talked about in the break, the Dion thing isn't going anywhere, folks. For those haters out there and those who are just sick of all the coverage through the first couple of weeks of the season, this game being as close as it was and the comeback that they just made to get it to as close as it was, he's going to be in every headline again this week. He's going to be all over ESPN. He's going to be interviewed on every single show, Pat McAfee, Sirius XM, you name it. He's going to be there. So the Buffalo narrative that some people were hoping for would go away because they were hoping that he would get crushed two weeks in a row. Mm-mm. Travis Hunter's coming back too. Travis Hunter's going to be there. Apparently I, I watched a video clip this week where Dion said that Travis texted him ahead of the game and was begging him to play. And Dion said, no, I'm not going to let you play until you're healthy. So when he comes back, and they have some easy games. This was the two-game stretch of the season where you knew things were going to take a precipitous drop, or you thought they were. But they didn't. One game, yes, but they were in this game at the end, and – Shadur Sanders had another really good performance. He's been outstanding this season. So for all those Buffalo haters out there, you're going to have to deal with it for at least a little while longer. This this train ain't going off the tracks because they had a hell of a performance today, and they almost upset you know, the number eight team in the country with, in my opinion, the clear-cut Heisman Trophy winner. 
All right. How about back to the NFC South as we're doing our NFL sound check here on Sports Radio 929 the game? Derek Carr went down with what looked like could have been a potentially really serious shoulder injury. Let's hear what that sounded like. Out of the shotgun is Carr. Here comes pressure. Picked up, but Carr steps up, and he will go down. Rashawn Gary, the linebacker, and Carr is down still. He is in some pain, too, and this is not what the New Orleans Saints want. He's got to throw this football. Oh, he was slammed down. It was how he was slammed into the ground. Lost seven. Come out for injury. He is in some pain. Yeah, that looked bad. Um, AC joint injury. Um, ironically, I actually had that injury in football. I was a defensive lineman, uh, or yeah, I was, a def- I was on defense playing line and the offensive guard went to pull and our two shoulders smacked right into each other. And my shoulder just didn't go up after that. Yeah. I was what my arm was like a noodle on my side. I just couldn't. Yeah. You had to do the walk off yeah. that you see guys do when you have. So when you have that injury, I mean, I don't know whatever they were able to do for him this week, but I know that my arm was in a sling. I couldn't I couldn't move it up past my shoulder. So I don't know how he's going to throw the ball, but it's, if he's playing this weekend, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They didn't Mr. Miyagi it and bring the little the fire in the, in the ball and, and put the suction cup on and, yeah. and get you right? I, I'm telling you now, as some, I, as you know, Someone who went through that injury and yeah. recovery, not only is it super painful, but you, your mobility is just yeah. it's completely Shot. taken yeah. away from you. Um, let's hear from Jameis Winston. He says he's ready to go. We will be fine. We are, we are ready. Uh, we're prepared. Uh, we have great leaders on this team. Uh, this team. Uh, so, so that's the main thing. Ah, uh, good old Jamo. I mean, you, but you talk about like with the Falcons with Taylor Heineke. That's why you have a competent backup quarterback because you never. This is a violent collision faced game. Every single play, something can happen. You never know. That's why guys like Taylor Heineke and Jameis Winston and Chad Henney mm-hmm. in the playoffs when he can lead your team down a ninety-eight yard drive to. Keep the game alive for the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. That's why you need those guys. A backup quarterback is is really, really valuable. A team that has a backup quarterback that's really, really valuable, but they hope to never see him, is the Miami Dolphins. Because as long as two is on the field, yikes. The Broncos just run off the clock with a handoff. And that'll be a handoff at the end of the yeah. football game. For the final score, the Miami Dolphins 70. And the Denver Broncos 20. Impressive, man. Absolutely one of the most impressive things Jimmy, you and I have seen in 19 years. All right, Dom, here's the question. If I gave you the Dolphins or the field in the AFC right now, who are you taking? Oh, I, I've been bullish on the Dolphins this entire offseason. I think they're the best team in the AFC. I know the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. The Dolphins are the team to beat in the AFC. They are right now three se- three weeks into the season head and shoulders above everyone in this conference. Defense, not great. No. But it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be, and also it's going to get better. Jalen Ramsey is going to return from his injury at some point this season. You know, I think uh, they said around like week 10 maybe is when he's going to yeah, be coming if back. He's, if he's his usual self, him and, and Xavier Xavier in the back, yeah, that's, good luck. that's a dynamic duo. All right, one team that is certainly not going to be competing for anything this season would be the Denver Broncos after their beatdown, Sean Payton said... Those next two days, we'll have a lot to look at and discuss. Um, uh, 
again, it's disappointing. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss for words because I've never been in. A, I've been on the other side of some games like that, and then every once in a while in this league, you get your butt whipped. But this was more than that. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's going to be getting better anytime soon. I mean, is Russell Wilson going to go down as the worst trade in NFL history? I mean, it, that's that's what we're staring at right now for the for the picks and the money. Yeah, that it's looking pretty damn close. And you know what sucks for <laughs> for Russell Wilson is that this year he's not like the issue. Like, granted, his play was part of the issue last year. I don't think he was the main issue last year, but his play absolutely was a part of it. Um, but this year, like. Denver's defense, I don't know what happened to them. Like, if I tweeted this out. If you could take Denver's defense from last year and put it with their offense from this year, they'd be, like, the best team in the league. Well, the problem is, is that whatever – see, how do I say this without sounding like a kook? Um, like, synergy and collectiveness and – you know, buying in and and all of those intangible things that a lot of people tend to scoff at when dominant teams are just winning. Like, you can tell that the Kansas City Chiefs like each other. Yeah. They like playing for Andy yeah. Reid. Mm-hmm. Mahomes and Kelsey, the leaders of the team. Like, that's a real intangible thing. And in Denver, there's just some, like, bad voodoo and bad mojo and and, and i feel that way about the jets too when they lost rogers rogers was the thing the glue that was holding all of that together yeah and then he goes down and it's a wrap yeah because well rogers rogers made everyone forget how much everyone on that team hates zach wilson and how much Robert Sala just clearly doesn't have Continues command. To defend, yeah, yeah, over the locker room and over the again, just the the, the general vibe and the general mm-hmm. aptitude and the general feeling around a franchise. Like when I went to Flowery Branch, I said this a million times. I felt that with the Falcons, everything yeah. was collected and mm-hmm. together, and all the players seemed to be in good spirits and practicing hard and wanting to get better. And I I feel like in Denver. The opposite of that is happening yeah. right now. The New York Jets, the opposite of that is happening right now. The Los Angeles Chargers, the opposite of that is happening right mm-hmm. now. Their head their head coach is a dunce. <laughs> I mean, that's just and, and that thing, no matter no matter whether you believe that it's just all about the talent or coaching matters or whatever the case may be, the championship organizations are the ones that really have a pulse on the entire organization from top to bottom. And in Denver right now, I think that thing is so far gone, and Russell Wilson is lost that he never he was never like you know the coolest guy in the locker room. In fact, yeah. he's known for being the opposite of yeah. that. But at least in Seattle, his play was so good that you just kind of you, you had were able to, to put up with like it. respect it. Yeah, and it's and it's not like he was a bad guy. He was just a cornball yeah, he's, like, he's a little corny he yeah as as he as i've heard a lot of people say he feels like a, a movie character as, as opposed to being a real person right and he's but 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 he's not a bad guy no so you, not so at all when he's throwing for 40 touchdowns and 4500 yards it, yeah it's, it's fine whatever you do all the high knees you want on the airplane yeah, but right now it's yeah. not that no also a little bit of breaking news the raiders did just officially uh, release chandler jones Oh, yes. Okay. So that story, by the way, as we wrap up here on the NFL soundcheck, that story's bizarre, man. He went from 
criticizing the team because he apparently couldn't get into the training facility because they locked him out and he, yep. and he wanted a new deal and he wanted all this stuff for the team. And then he goes on social media and he posts this crazy video where he's in his backyard yelling at somebody pulling into his driveway. And then he claimed that the team mandatorily put him in a facility for his mental yeah. health and he didn't have yeah. a bed and he didn't have basic amenities and he was trying to contact the team. And then he got arrested mm-hmm. <laughs> in Vegas for undisclosed charges of yeah. violation of something or other, I think I read. And now he's been released. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a very, very weird saga that kind of unfolded really quickly. Yeah, so obviously so, something's not right. Something's going on. You never want to speculate on somebody's mental health or what they're going through. All we can say is, you know, best of luck to him, and we hope that if he does need some help, that there's plenty of help out there and he gets whatever he needs or, you know, he finds he finds his way again because he's a damn good player. He's a borderline Hall of Fame player, and for him to just sort of snap seemingly like this you know with vegas it's it's very odd so we'll keep an eye on that as that story continues to develop all right when we get back i got something to say and i and i'm a little I'm a little perturbed i'll explain to dom before he gives us the producer six pack so you don't want to miss this because when i come in hot and bothered it usually tends tends to have a bit of a reaction so we'll get to that next sports radio 99 the game odyssey app T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.